Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to have a look at my Supercoach Draft Team, our Round 4 review and our Round 5 preview. Now that team lists are out and everything, we can sink our teeth into uh, Round 5. We'll have a look at Round 4 first, where I took on Alan, who uh, Al actually won our comp last year, winning his second premiership, so he joins... uh, I think four of us now that have won two premierships in our comp. So, uh, really great bloke, Al. Absolutely love him. So, uh, good to play him last week. Uh, I had a pretty good week. I I don't think he had a great week. I think he was missing a few guys. I think that um, his week started pretty poorly because uh, I believe – I'm just having a look at his squad here. He, ha- he had Jerome Hughes, uh, who, of course, challenged his. So, I, I was watching that very, very closely. And, of course, uh, not only did he get knocked out of this game, but he got knocked out of the next one as well. So, uh, a really tough – a break there for Al. I actually felt really bad for him uh, on that night when that happened because it was a pretty shit result. Uh, it sucks when that happens to you with your super coach players, but um, that's the way that it goes sometimes. Um, yeah, look, I'll, I'll take you through the week. So uh, the night, the week kicked off on Thursday with the Penrith Panthers taking on the Parramatta Eels. Uh, a really big night for me as I had Nathan Cleary in my VC. I had Sonny Luke and um, yeah, I had heard rumors during the day and I posted on Instagram at about one or two o'clock saying that uh, uh, I believe Zach Hosking might play that night. Got a bit of mail that Liam Martin was going to be a late scratching and uh, all turned out to be true, which was fantastic. The great thing about Liam Martin being out meant that obviously Hosking came in, but he came in on the right side outside Nathan Cleary. So I was very, very confident that he was going to do well there. I was pretty confident I was going to pick up an, astat- an attacking stat at some point. And boy, didn't we get a good one. Uh, Nathan Cleary to Zach Hosking, try assist, try, line break assist, line break. Uh, it was almost like a 50-point. But by the time it was, plus a conversion, by the time it was, you know, Nathan Cleary, he was my VC by the end of it. It was probably like a 60 or 70-point play for me. So um, that was a fucking huge one. Absolutely loved that moment there, which was great. And um, as much as Hosking saw in that try was fantastic, really good for the Supercoach side this week. Uh, the thing that has me most excited is the future with the 
for Zach Hosking. I personally think that he will lock down a spot in this Panthers side. I believe there's a really good chance that he might stay on the right edge, and I believe Liam Martin could move to the left. I think Luke Garner's in a little bit of trouble. He wasn't named in the side yesterday. Neither was Liam Martin. But uh, my mail that I got last week, actually, it also mentioned that if Zach Hosking played well in this game, they would rest Liam Martin for two weeks just to make sure he's sweet and 100% if Hosking went well, which he certainly did. So didn't surprise me that Liam Martin wasn't named this week. Um, Hosking staying on the right, I really, really like that. I reckon there's a genuine chance he stays there outside Nathan Cleary, which uh, might just be the best stack in Supercoach, realistically. Cleary to Hosking, that could be fucking unreal. So um, as you guys know, and we sort of we spoke about it with the weekly rubdown, uh, and as much as the boys are giving me shit, uh, they know the way that I play. They know that I play the long game, and uh, this is a really nice reward for me, Zach Hosking. Drafted him pretty early. Uh, you know, no one expected him to play round one, which he didn't, and it was fair enough. No one expected him to, nor did I. But I just thought he was one injury away or one opportunity away from becoming a real gun. So hopefully he can be that guy because, um, yeah, that's how I draft. I draft for potential at the end of the season. So hopefully Hosking can stay there and he could be a really good 2RF for me there. I had Sonny Luke that night as well. He had a HIA. He was only on the field for three minutes. Managed to score nine points, which I think was a pretty good knock. Uh, but yeah, Sonny Luke, he'll miss this week as well. Um, he has to stand down for 11 days. So far from ideal, especially going by three minutes a week off with a HIA. Not ideal, uh, but I still think Sonny Luke is going to be a great hooker this year. And if he can just play for the back end of the season, I'm fine with it. Uh, Alan, this night he had my boy Isaac Tungo. Thankfully, he went pretty quiet on me. 41 supercoach points. Didn't really get any opportunity. So 41, you'll take it from a CTW there. Uh, but yeah, definitely came out on top. On the th- from the Thursday night game, Nathan Cleary with a 76 or something along those lines, and Zach Hosking scored 117. So, knew pretty early uh, that I could take Nathan Cleary as my VC. The other one as well that Alan, uh, he put Isaac Tungo as his VC, so sort of knocked that out pretty early as well. Uh, the next game, we had the Melbourne Storm taking on the West Tigers. Um, I didn't have any players in this one, but Alan, he had uh, Josh King, who scored really well, 75, a really nice knock. And Remus Smith, who's pretty consistently in the 30s at the moment, didn't cross the white stripe, so he only scored a 33 in this one. So by this point, I was sitting pretty confidently that I would be okay in this game, despite Sonny Luke's HIA. We then had the Dolphins going head-to-head with the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, Connolly Lumelu, who I picked up off the waiver wire a couple of weeks ago, a 58 playing in the back row. Available at CTW. Absolutely love that. I think he's going to be one of the better waivers of the season. And Jermaine Osaka, who uh, I picked really late, is my fullback. Are uh, there better fullbacks out there? 100%. But Osaka just keeps on getting on you with it. You know, uh, didn't score a try in this game. Came up with 44. So. Very happy with that. I've got strikes players in other positions. Um, so to have Isako that I got very late, he's averaging 70 at the moment. He's doing very well. Uh, I'm pretty happy with that, to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, very happy with how that one played out. He had Tessie New, who, of course, got injured, uh, but only scored 32 points. So we'll take a little W there as well. Uh, that was the Friday night game. Saturday rolled around the first game. Had the Gold Coast Titans taking on the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, got a little bit lucky here, to be fair. Uh, AJ Brimson, his second best player after Jerome Hughes, or you know his best player with Jerome Hughes, his second, however you want to call it. Uh, definitely Al's best captain option. And when I saw the C on Brimson, it did worry me a little bit. He, of course, went off after about 24 minutes or so. He'd only scored 12 points, but we know what Brimo's like. He can score big points in bunches. Um, he's not a consistent over 80-minute, you know, 
building points and whatnot. So I think I got pretty lucky. I thought Brimson was playing really well, to be honest with you. So AJ, he went off with an injury, only scored 12 points, which was 24 as captain, which by that point had completely sunk Allen. Uh, other guys he had, Nanai got 70, but he got a two-week suspension as well. So a real kick in the dick for Al Tamalolo. Pretty quiet, 46. Mofot Awaka, I thought he was unreal, though. He was very, very impressive. 72 super coach points. So uh, a guy there that I think Al could have got huge value on for the year, but uh, yeah, that was probably the game that sunk out this week. Uh, very, very tough to come back from a captain that scores 12 points. A tough break there. Uh, my Bunnies boys lined up in the game after that. The South Sydney Rabbitohs against the Manly Seagulls. Cody Walker, a good performance. 80, scored two tries for 80. This is what we talk about with Cody. Has to do a lot to score, uh, but I really liked how much he ran the other night, and he started to... Yeah, starting to look a little bit more like the old Cody. I'm not going to get ahead of myself because I think I will be disappointed soon, but uh, I do like the look of Cody in that game, and hopefully he can keep that form up. Campbell Graham, very limited opportunities. Did fuck all, really. Uh, scored a 41, so very happy with Campbell. If he, if that's his floor, absolutely stoked a 40 from a CTW. Uh, my AE came in for this one, Bradley Parker, who actually went head-to-head with Campbell Graham. Oh, I thought he held his own pretty well there, Brad Parker. Only scored 33. That's essentially all in base, um, so so if he's my fourth choice CTW or my reserve CTW, uh, happy to wear that. The next game, we have the New Zealand Warriors taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs. And Al had a lot of Bulldogs players here. Max King, Josh Adakar, Reid Marnie, Kyle Flanagan. Uh, he picked up Kyle Flanagan. I actually dropped him last week. Uh, I heard that he was going to be goal-kicking for Canterbury last week, so I picked him up, dropped him straight away. I wasn't sure whether he was goal-kicking or not, but I saw Al pick him up and thought, ah, goal-kicking seven, that's not a bad pick-up. Unfortunately, we got to the game and Flano wasn't goal-kicking. Matty Burton did. So Flano got a 27, which was a kick in the dick. Reid Marnie did pretty well, 55. Fox got a really classy try for a 58, but Maxie King... Bounced back from a pretty disappointing game last week for a 72 in Supercoach. So Al did pretty well in this one as far as Canterbury players goes, but uh, it was all sort of done by that point. And my Warriors did very well. Jackson Ford, uh, a guy that I picked up round 17, came back, played the full 80 minutes on that edge. I think he'll hold that spot. His form is tremendous. 72 points for Jackson Ford. Didn't score a try or anything. Very, very impressive. I think the vast majority of that was in base stats. Uh, so had to be a little bit patient with Ford and whatnot with HIAs and Mr. Week and everything. Uh, but I think he's going to be one of the better draft picks this year. And if you picked him up, uh, you'd be absolutely stoked. What did he get? Played 80 minutes. He had 56 in base, sorry, to score 72. So 16 in evading stats. So really, really happy with that. Love love having him in my side. A guy that you, if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I've been talking about Jackson Ford for a long time. So very happy to have him. And my boy, Marcelo Montoya, uh, picked him up off the waivers a couple of weeks ago. Can't believe how long he sat there for. Uh, grabbed him, and I've been so happy with him ever since. He scored three tries in the last two weeks. Uh, but the thing that matters to me is his base over the last two weeks, 38 and 28. Uh, 28 being the lowest base for him all year. So when you're talking CTWs, that's exactly what you want. Guys that score high base and guys that are in good attacking spots. The Warriors left edge, not the greatest spot in rugby league, but not a bad spot, but it's the base stats that I want. He'll get through a heap of work, a heap of tackle breaks. Um, very, very happy with that selection. Since I picked him up, he's gone 114 and 71. So stoked with that. Marcelo Montoya, very, very happy. The guy that I dropped for him, to be fair, Carm Piera, he has gone on an absolute tear. He's gone uh, 65 into 117 since I dropped him. Uh, the 65 was with two tries, uh, and the 117 was also with two tries and 68 innovating stats. So the base just isn't there for me. To be fair, Campiera got 23 in base on the weekend, so I, I can wear that for a guy with his uh, upside in attack. But 
I just he's got to buy this week, which I don't really give a fuck about. But I'm just I'm not quite convinced he's going to hold on to his spot for the entire year. They signed Ken Mamalo the other day. Wouldn't be surprised if he came in. Jojo Fafita is going to come back from injury. So I just don't think Carm Piera, I reckon he'll spend a stint in reserve grade, which I don't want to hold him through that realistically. I also, when I dropped him, I had a look at his run for the finals. He goes Sharks, Penrith, Melbourne, Canterbury. Uh, so... The Sharks, Penrith, Melbourne. I'm all right for the Canterbury one, but Sharks, Penrith, Melbourne. Three pretty good defensive sides in the finals. I'm not really interested in playing a guy with little base that needs to score tries to do well. So I'm um, sitting pretty happy. I'm sure someone will grab him off the waiver wire and be pretty happy with his scores the last two weeks, but I'm happy to drop him. Uh, for Marcelo Montoya, I think he's the better play long term. Uh, we then had the Newcastle Knights and the Canberra Raiders going head-to-head. He had Jackson Hastings. who scored a solid 45. Um, geez, I, I think Jackson's a classic like Cooper Cronk sort of player where he score, he plays heaps well, but he doesn't score well in Supercoach, which you sort of predicted at the start of the season. Uh, wasn't goal-kicking as well. Oh, sorry, he started goal-kicking, missed the first two, so handed over the tee. So another kick in the dick for Allen. That was two goal-kicking halfbacks he had. Neither of them ended up kicking a single goal. Uh, for me, I had Joe Tapanay, who didn't have a single offload. I think he had one tackle break. Scored a 67, so... I'm personally hoping the Canberra Raiders keep losing. So the back end of the season, they need to win games to make finals. And that's where I think Joe Tappanay will really come into his own. Seb Chris, 42 at fullback. Take it. Looking forward to when he returns to centre, though. Corey Horsburgh, pretty limited minutes. Only got a 33. I thought he'd play more. Not stoked with that. Uh, but he's not a guy that will be in my starting, uh, my starting 13 uh, when it matters at the end of the season. So... Dual position guy, happy to wear that. Uh, on Allen's bench, who did he have? Yeah, Jaden Sewer, he got a 73. That's a bit of a stinger. Dale Finucane, 46, and Tarek Sims with a disappointing 19. My bench, I had Teague Wilton. I didn't end up playing him because I needed to get someone in there to take the uh, to take my VC score. So he scored 62. So another guy, really, really happy with how Wilton's going. That's without a try as well. Uh, and he will score tries throughout the year and have big, big games, as we know. But Teague Wilton, uh, to score like that, very, very, very happy with it. 49 in base. So his last four weeks of playing 80 minutes, his base has been 49, 49, 66, 49. For a guy with attacking upside, absolutely stoked to that at the moment. He's averaging 62 points and he's only scored the one try in the last month. That was off a kick. So, so much more upside in Teague Wilton. My second row is absolutely stacked. Uh, and we've still got Jack DeBell and Luciano Lula and Adam Elliott to return. So we're going to have really, really good depth moving forward. So we scored 821 to Allen 650. So we won that game by about 170 Supercoach points. So, um, I mean, in margins terms, definitely a 13-plus victory. But Allen had a lot of things going against him. I mean, his captain for starters was a kick in the dick. That sucks. Uh, and without Jerome Hughes, makes life really difficult too. And he's waiting for Jojo Fafita to come back too. So uh, far, far from ideal for Al. Uh, and we had a lot of things go our way. Obviously, Sonny Luke got injured, or the HIA. He, he only scored a nine, which sucked. But outside of that, uh, we did have quite a few things go our way this weekend. But... I just think in general, my team's starting to shape up really well with positions of where guys are playing and uh, base stats and whatnot, which is where I build my team from. So yeah, we'll take the win this week. That makes us three and one, which I'm very, very happy with. Uh, Pretty happy with where I'm sitting. I think on the ladder at the moment, I think there's about four or five of us that are sitting three and one. No one's undefeated. Uh, So I'm in fourth place at the moment with six points. Uh, And yeah, the close... 
the, the comp's pretty close at the moment. There's four guys that either have won one – or there's three guys that have won one game and one guy, Ryan, who's won zero games. So, um, yeah, a long way to go, but pretty happy with how the team's shaping up at the moment. This week, uh, play one of the real characters of our league, Peter, champion fella, uh, always a good time. Uh, it'd be an interesting game against him. I, I remember looking at his side on draft day, and I didn't think he drafted overly well. He had a few technical difficulties and whatnot, uh, but we'll go through his side now and have a look at the matchups that he's got, the matchups I've got, uh, where I see this game being decided, etc., etc., and the chances I give myself of winning this week. So when we have a look at Al's team, uh, well, actually, we'll go through game by game. So Roos just played the Parramatta Eels, 8 p.m. at Allianz. Funnily enough, uh, the great Pete uh, invited all the boys to go watch this game with him. I can't make it, but I'm sure it'll be a great night. Last time we went to the footy with Pete, one of the boys, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, compound fractured his thumb and ended up at the hospital. So that was a good time at Allianz Stadium. I will say this about Pete's team. He has got a couple of guys that are injured and suspended. He drafted Ryan Pappenhausen, so he's not there. Uh, he drafted Felice Cafusi, so he's not there. And I'm the winner off the back of that, realistically. So uh, not ideal, but he has got a couple of really good players in there that uh, maybe drafted a little bit better than what I gave him credit for. But Let's get into the games this week and talk about how it's going to match up. Raiders, uh, Roosters, sorry, v. the Parramatta Eels Thursday night. I don't have any players from either of those teams. So that's a bit of a boring one for me. Pete's got the hectic cheese, Brandon Smith, and he's got Bailey Simonson. So it'd be nice for him if Simonson could, could cross for a meaty somewhere. I'm hoping the Brandon Smith goes sub Sub-50, I'll be more than stoked with that for a guy of Brandon Smith's capabilities. We then got the Raiders and the Panthers on Friday night. They're the early game, 6 p.m. Uh, all my boys playing here, Zach Hosking, Nathan Cleary. Uh, I'm also going to have to play Sonny Luke because I don't have another hooker, but I'm playing the long game. I don't care. I'll play one short this week. That's okay. I'll just take an AE. Only thing is that because he is playing in that first game, uh, it means that I can't VC him, so I automatically miss him, which is... Pretty shit, realistically. I'm not overly happy about that, but that's the way it goes sometimes. I'm just going to back my team in to do well and hopefully find a way to win this one. The other painful thing when it comes to this game, of course, is that uh, my first round pick is playing Nathan Cleary. So is my second round pick in Joe Tapanay. So uh, not ideal in any way, shape or form as far as vice captains go because pick one and two are in there and I've got my hooker that's going to fuck up my VC. So I'm going to need a monster score from a VC to have to take it. So hopefully Nathan Cleary... Uh, fingers crossed he can put on a real show in that one. When I have a look at Pete's side, he's only got Jamal Fogarty, who is returning this week, only a virus last week. So uh, a, a guy with uh, big upside there as well. Hopefully the Panthers can put on a bit of show, a bit of a show in that one. I've been playing Corey Hawes for the last few weeks as my front row forward. I might have to play him again. I have got Jack DeBellin, uh, but he's only been named on an extended, so no guarantee he's going to play. So uh, it's going to make it tough to make that decision. To be fair, Jack DeBellin plays 5.30 Saturday, so I'll have about a half an hour gap uh, where I'll know if Jack DeBellin comes into the starting side or not, but uh, it's still a bit risky. I might just go for Corey Horsburgh in that one. All right, the South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Melbourne Storm, the late game Friday night. I've got Campbell Graham and Cody Walker. Don't mind this matchup. Uh, Melbourne haven't looked fantastic over the last few weeks, so I don't mind that matchup for my boys there. Probably won't captain either of them. Uh, hopefully one of my, v my hopefully Nath Cleary's VC goes massive because this is a decision I really don't want to have to make. Uh, for 
Pete, he has got only Eli Katoa in this game. So Eli Katoa has been on a real fucking tear the last few weeks. So that's a bit of a scary one. Uh, we've then got the Seagulls taking on the Dolphins on Saturday. Arvo, uh, in that one, I have only... I don't have anyone in that game, do I? No, I do not. No one in that game. I don't have any Knights or any uh, Manly players. For Peter, he has got Lachlan Fitzgibbon. So don't mind that matchup there. A good hole runner and whatnot. Even if he scores a try, he might get... You know, um, 60 or 70, so I can wear that. Uh, we then move to the next game, the Dragons taking on the Dolphins. I've got uh, Connolly Lumelu. I've got Jermaine Asako there as well. So what if I'm desperate chasing points? Asako as a skipper could be an option um, just because he goal kicks and whatnot. And I think there's a chance the Dolphins uh, do, do score a few points in that game. Uh, from the Dolphins, he's got Hamiso. He's got Ewan Aikens, the guys that have scored well so far this week. He's also uh, so far this year. He's also got Tyrell Sloan, who uh, he's going to need tries to score well, same as Hamiso. So maybe I am praying for a low-scoring game in this one. We then got the Broncos and the Titans. He's got Payne Haas. So the Broncos and the Tigers. He's got Payne Haas, David Clemmer, and Selwyn Cobbo. So that's going to be another danger game for me. If Payne Haas can just get 70 or so uh, with me down a player as a captain, that might not be a bad option for him. So I don't mind that play there. Uh, I've got from that game, who have I got from that game? Brisbane Tigers. I don't think I've got anyone from either of those sides. Yep, don't have anyone. Um, I, did, I didn't mention before the Dragons game, I have got Jack DeBellin, but I don't think I'll be able to play him realistically. Uh, then we've got the Tigers. Uh, the Sorry, the, geez, I'm having a shocker here. The Sharkies taking on the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, Pete's got no one from that game. I have got Teague Wilton, Montoya, and Jackson Ford. So Teague Wilton, uh, he might be a chance at a skipper this week. Hopefully my VC goes nuts, but even if my VC does go nuts, means I'm going to have to play two players short. So Wilton, he might be the play as my skipper this week, unless I just go flat out on Cleary, um, which wouldn't be ideal, but I will seriously be considering it. Um, and then I've got Montoya and Jackson Ford, so hopefully they can both do well. And then to round out the weekend, Pete, he has got um, he's got Matt Burton. So Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hopefully he can stay quiet there against the Cowboys, but I'm not confident of it. Uh, with me being a player short this week, a potentially two players short if I want to take a VC, not ideal to be honest with you. I'm not stoked about that. Uh, and I think this game will be a pretty fucking close one. So I think this one might be decided by captains and whatnot realistically. Uh, should be noted as well that on Pete's extended bench, he has got Jeremy Marshall King, so he will come into this side as well at hooker there. So I'm not sure who he had as his hooker in his starting lineup here. Brandon Smith. So Brandon Smith will probably move him to 2RF uh, and you will see Jeremy Marshall King coming to that side as well. So that's going to be a big test for me. I reckon this game is going to be a little bit harder than what I thought it was going to be. I forgot about Sonny Luke, uh, that he's not going to feature in this one, so I don't have a hooker. I could drop someone to grab a hooker somewhere, but I just, I don't know, I just want to play the long game, and I'm happy I'm happy to cop an L if it's because of that, to be honest with you. Uh, as I said, always playing long game, not too worried about the short-term sort of stuff, but... Uh, 
yeah, hopefully we can still get a win here. We'll keep you posted over the weekend how we're traveling on Instagram and whatnot and send us a uh, message or anything. Any draft questions you guys have, send us a message whenever. We're always keen to talk draft uh, in many competitions. So I uh, might have to work out what I'm going to do with my captain option. Might have to go Cleary early. I guess it'll depend how his games go, first of all. But, uh, yeah, tough to take a VC um, when you have to play with 11. That's going to be tough. So we'll see how it plays out. But that is our draft review of round four and our preview of round five.